Hello, world. It's Tony Michaels. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode three, I believe. Yeah, it's episode three. This is the third day we've been doing this. I'm going to take a walk this morning, and you're going to hear me talk about Russell Brunson, Facebook ads, targeting, customer avatars. And as you've seen in the headline, we're going to figure out why Russell Brunson porn ended up in my wife's Facebook feed. All right, take a listen. Don't go anywhere. Just take a listen. All right, here it is. What's up, guys? Tony Michaels here. Just taking my morning walk. As usual, finished up the cup of coffee, getting my day started. Want to get my feet moving, get those gears turning. You know me, every morning, it's a little sprinkling outside a little bit today. Uh, It is nice and cool. Uh, I think I'm going to get rained on again. Yesterday was pretty stormy, but uh, today, no thunder and lightning, just a little sprinkles here and there. So, I think we'll make it through, maybe walk for an hour. I'll at least be able to talk to you for 10 or 15 minutes here. So something interesting happened yesterday. My wife comes to me and says, hey, why why does this Russell Brunson character keep popping up in my Facebook newsfeed? Uh, what? Russell Brunson pops up in your Facebook newsfeed? My wife? So Facebook... Now, this is what I'm thinking at the time. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Facebook not only knows what you do, it knows what your spouse does and feeds it to you. Oh my gosh. Now, we're going to come full circle on this story here. So, my mind is turning. Like, how does Zuckerberg know that we're married and I'm watching stuff on ClickFunnels. I'm doing ClickFunnels. I'm watching Russell Brunson porn. And it's feeding Russell Brunson to my wife. Like, Russell now has a targeted audience where he's feeding my wife ClickFunnels. Russell, what's wrong with you, man? So I'm thinking about it and thinking about it. I finally realize. I finally realize. Oh, here's why it is. My iPad, my wife is logged into her Facebook on my iPad. And I think I was doing a funnel hacking live, a hackathon live, um, and maybe watching a few of the training videos on my iPad. So it had to, that's had to, that must have been how it was. And if I had to ask Russell a question, like any question in the entire world right now today, if I asked Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels a question, the question would be, Russell, are you targeting people's spouses for Russell Brunson porn on Facebook? Because that's incredible. Never thought of that. Wouldn't have thought of that. But now I thought of it, unless Russell thought of it. But you know. So this is going to come full circle here. So <clears throat> my wife is getting fed Russell's ads. On her Facebook page, right? Well, the other day I was watching Traffic Secrets in Funnel Flicks, and I was watching, I think it's the third or fourth section. He's talking about traffic. And there's a part in there where he's discussing P.T. Barnum and the show and, and the movie The Greatest Showman. So he's discussing about this movie called The Greatest Showman, which has uh, 
Hugh Jackman in it. It's a pretty good movie. And my wife says to me yesterday, after the Russell Brunson porn incident, Facebook porn incident, she asked me, hey, do you want to watch? No, I asked her. Sorry, I asked her, do you want to watch something on TV tonight? Because we don't normally watch TV, uh, as in watch TV, like, you know, CBS, ABC, ABC, you know, with Netflix, Hulu, that, that's what we watch. And she's like, yeah, sure, we'll watch a movie. I'm like, great, what, mo- what movie did you have in mind? She's like, the showman. I'm like, what? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Russell Brunson. I was just watching a video the other day of Russell Brunson talking about P.T. Barnum and the movie Showman. Russell Brunson shows up in your newsfeed, and now here we are going to watch the showman. I'm telling you, Zuckerberg, Russell Brunson, Netflix, they're all in cahoots here. Either that or it's just a crazy coincidence and, you know, we get uh, all caught up in marketing. But isn't that crazy how that actually works? How if you put yourself out there, right? Now, <clears throat> I know Russell's probably buying tons of ads. They're, they're, they're doing huge retargeting campaigns on Facebook and Instagram and probably wherever the hell they can. But... Isn't it crazy how all that circles back around to get into your life this 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 theme of marketing, right? It's almost like it's a it's almost like themes. It themes your life, right? So so all these are coincidences. I don't, I don't believe that Zuckerberg and and Russell and Netflix are all in cahoots here. Actually, it wasn't on Netflix. It was on Prime. Oh, my gosh. So Bezos is in on this. Oh, wow. I just realized that. Anyways, these people aren't in cahoots like to get inside your brain. They might be, but I, I don't believe they are. It's just all marketing coincidences um, because everyone's targeting you, right? And that just shows the retargeting and how it actually works. And if, if we can figure out this retargeting and figure out our customers, we will know what they want before they know they want it, which is kind of the Apple theory um, where they released the iPod, right? And everyone's like, well, why would I want all my music on this one thing? And they're like, no, 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 no. You're going to want, you're going to want all your music on this one thing. We know that's what you're going to want before you want it, right? And then they release the iPhone. It's the same thing. Why would I, what, what is this thing? What is this iPhone thing? It's, it doesn't have buttons on it. It doesn't have numbers on it. It's not a phone. Yeah, but it is a phone. And you're going to want it. And we know you're going to want it. It's the same kind of principle of marketing is that, you know, we know you're going to want this thing, right? Because you've already shown us through targeting that you want this thing. You have interest in it. You have interest in these other areas. Now, this is only assuming that the marketer, us, in that case, business owners or our uh, marketing teams are doing our job and knowing who our audience is, right? We've, we've actually done the research 
We've looked at it. We've done the thought process of who our customer avatar is and what that targeting should look like. Like if you dive deep into a customer avatar and really dig deep, 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 not just, oh, I want, you know, uh, people between the age of 25 and 45 and I want them to be breathing. You know, that's not really an avatar. That, that is an audience to advertise to, but it's not a avatar. Like it's not a specific person with a specific train of thought, right? Because I heard something the other day uh, on the podcast launch uh, uh, training, the, the, uh, the, the workshop uh, I talked about yesterday, and they said something that, that stuck with me, and it was niche down so you can scale up, right? So you want to almost niche that customer avatar down so that way you can scale it up and that's what I seen yesterday was that by Russell niching down this the customer avatar which is me right by niching it down and by him having loads of content out there right loads of content and and publishing constantly so He's talking about P.T. Barnum and The Greatest Showman on his content, which I'm likely to consume because I am that customer avatar, right? That's who I am. I'm likely to consume it. And because of that, that's where that, that, piece, of, that piece of other content that Russell has nothing to do with. Well, I mean... I'm not saying Russell doesn't have anything to do with The Greatest Showman. He, he may have. I don't know. But it is outside his realm of content, right? That piece of content Russell doesn't own. Russell doesn't get paid to promote, uh, assuming. There's no game for Russell to talk about The Greatest Showman. He could talk about P.T. Barnum and not talk about that movie, right? But he did. And he talked about it to likely his targeted audience or his targeted customer avatar, which is most likely me, right? So you think about it, it it's kind of scary, but it's not really. It's, it's, it's not even a coincidence as much as it is, man, a guy who really wants a red Corvette isn't going to go buy a black Mustang, Right? I mean, it, it could happen that way, and maybe he gets this great deal on this black Mustang, but a guy who really, really, really wants that red Corvette and sets his mind to it, he's going to go buy a red Corvette eventually. And, and honestly, if Chevrolet knows that, if Chevrolet knows that he wants that red Corvette, and, and he fits that profile, that customer avatar. Then why wouldn't they target to him? Right? So it's the same way when you see these, these, <laughs> these scary likelihoods, right? Like you're in your kitchen and you're talking about the greatest showman and you have uh, Alexa on, right? And all of a sudden, 
you get fed showman apps on your Amazon app as you're searching for socks and underwear because they heard you in your kitchen talking about showmen, right? Those are the scary ones. But it's not so scary. And the reason why it's not so scary is because we give our information to these these platforms for free. I mean, we, we give it away. Like, we're constantly giving away our information. So they built a profile around us. Now, if we have an online profile built and someone goes out and they target our online profile, now we're the customer avatar and that's the avatar that they're targeting. If we have that and they can target us, they're just giving us the products that we most likely will consume, right? I mean, it's, it's likely that I would or would not have watched The Showman. But because of my online customer profile, I fit the avatar of Russell talking about The Showman, relating it to P.T. Barnum, relating it to things that I like, and then the, the coincidence that my wife was logged in on Facebook on my iPad, that was a coincidence, that it fed her Russell's ad through retargeting. And, and, then, and then we start talking about watching a movie. She suggests The Showman, um, which at that point really culminates into this crescendo of creepiness on Russell's part. This is all Russell's fault, by the way. Russell Brunson, if you're listening, this is your fault. Um, and what and, and, in, and in that moment, it seemed like everything had come full circle, that the creepiness of the advertising had done its job. Now, there is a reason for my rant and rambling. And you can tell that the reason for my rant and rambling is to know your customer. And that's probably in the last month, I think, one of the things I've learned the most that anytime I start anything, anytime I start anything, whether it's um, building an email template, uh, creating call to action, creating a submission form, creating a landing page, now I'm going to be doing click funnels, right? Um, all, all, anything you're doing that relates to marketing, anything it is, whatever it is, if you're sending any kind of message, you're writing a message, if any customer, any potential customer, any visitor, any traffic, is any human being is going to see that piece of content that you're writing. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the call to action, whether it's the headline, whether it's the body copy, whatever it is, the, the mindset that I've gained over the last month of doing the Digital Marketer uh, Napkin Challenge and then now Digital Marketer Elite, um, joining ClickFunnels, watching Russell's training, um, Really trying to dive into his his mind his mindset and and how he views marketing what what uh, what lens he views it from, which is very similar to Ryan Dice and digital marketing. By the way, um, you see a lot of correlations, and the reason why is because digital marketing is digital marketing, right? And marketing is marketing, and sales is sales. But the one place I learned to start in in effective marketing, and what I mean by effective marketing is making sure that anything you put out there people convert to right because it's one thing to throw up a billboard on a highway right with your logo on it with no phone number no call to action 
who's going to pay attention to that, right? Who's going to convert on that billboard, right? Who cares? And how many different customer avatars are going to be driving down that highway, right? But if you specifically know your customer avatar and you know who that customer is for whatever marketing you're doing, it doesn't even have to be a product. Like it doesn't have to be a product. It just has to be a headline. Like I'm going to write a headline. Who's going to read it? And who's it for? Like who the hell is this headline for? And if you can't figure out who this headline's for, you shouldn't write it. Like if you're typing out an email template and you're not figuring out who the hell's going to get this email template, right? Who the hell's going to get it? Who's going to receive it? Who's going to consume it? Because if you don't know who's going to consume it, likely no one will. No one's going to. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. No one's going to read an email that wasn't intended for them. Right? That's dumb. They wouldn't waste their time reading an email that's not intended for them. But if you write it in an, with an intent of having them in mind and knowing who your customer is and knowing who that customer avatar is, whether it's a headline, a title, a body copy, a call to action button, like even the button, you should have your customer avatar like either right there with you or know who it is. Now, I believe that Russell doesn't have to write down or, or anyone in some of these organizations doesn't have to write down their customer avatar every time because they've wrote it down. They know who it is. Excuse the abrupt cut off there. I got cut off. My recording got cut off. Of course, that's that's podcasting. So, uh, but just to follow up, thanks for listening today, guys. Um, I had a great talk about customer avatars and how to build customer avatars. Um, really working this through my mind, getting my gears turning so that I know exactly what I want and how to have that mindset when I'm thinking of any kind of action that I'm making that has to do with marketing to a person, whether it's on Facebook, uh, in a call to action button, in a form, anywhere that you're going to talk to a customer, have that customer avatar in mind, whether it's one or you have a hundred of them, try to figure out who you're talking to and go look up some of this stuff. Go to Digital Marketer, find the training on there about customer avatars. Listen to listen to Russell uh, Brunson when he's talking about how to create uh, those avatars. Anywhere you can search YouTube, it's it's full, 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 full of people saying how to figure out your customer. Get a worksheet, get a thing to jot it down, figure out what your process is gonna be to figure out who your customer is and how you're gonna target them and niche it down so you can scale it up. All right, guys, I'm Tony Michaels. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast because if you don't, you're not going to hear what I have to say. And uh, that's going to be a shame. So thanks. Have a great day.